0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Jola Speaks. Jola Speaks is intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Jola Speaks. Today I'm going to be speaking about a story I found very sad, very sad in the Bible. And it's about Amalek and his family now as a quick recap, Amalek was the priest that um, David ran to when he escaped from Saul Amalek gave him um, bread to eat, he gave him food and he also gave him sword the two very important things that David needed at that point in time when he fled from Saul and he also apparently ministered to David as well and we'll read today now when I read this story I was very saddened and I'm going to read it before I discuss But before I go, I just pray, Holy Spirit, just take absolute control of this message. Do you help me to deliver it according to what you place in my heart in Jesus' name. I pray that you prepare the hearts of those listening today to hear, to listen, to understand what you are saying directly to them in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I'm going to be reading from 1 Samuel 22 verses 9 to 18 and I will discuss afterwards. So I read. Doc the Edomite who was standing with Saul's official said, I saw the son of Jesse come to Amalek, son of Ahitub, at Nob. Amalek inquired of the Lord for him. He also gave him provisions and the soul of Goliath the Philistine. Then the king sent for the priest Amalek, son of Ahitob, and all the men of his family who were the priests with Nob, and they all came to the king. Saul said, Listen now, son of Ahitub.' Yes, my lord, he said so said to him why have you conspired against me you and the son of jesse giving him bread and a sword and inquiring of god for him so that he has rebelled against me and lies in the wait for me as he does today amilek answered the king who of all your servants is as loyal as david the king's son-in-law captain of your bodyguard and highly respected in your household was that day the first time i inquired of god for him snorts let not the king accuse your servant or any of his father's family for your servant knows nothing at all about this whole affair which was very true but the king said you will surely die you and your whole family and the king ordered the guards at his side come and kill the priest of the lord because they too have sided with david they knew he was fleeing yet they did not tell me but the king's officials were unwilling to raise a hand to strike the priest of the Lord. The king then ordered, "Dog, you turn and strike down the priest." So dog the Edomite turned and struck them down. That day he killed eighty-five men, eighty-five men who wore the linen effort. He also put to sword not the town of the priest with his men, with its men and women. It's children and infants and it's cattle, donkey and sheep. So essentially he wiped out not because the king was scared of a man called David. And yet he could not still kill David. One man. So I was ready to wipe out his people that he was supposed to be ruling. The people he was supposed to be ruling because of David. And I stopped there. You know, when I read this message, I was very disturbed. I'm like, God, Amalek one did not know that David was on the run from Saul. David had deceived Amalek, saying that oh, he was going on an important mission. He didn't tell Amalek the truth. Yet Amalek is playing with his life and his entire family and his entire city for something that he was not even he was not even aware of. He didn't even know what was happening. He was used essentially, yet he was serving David as he would normally would serve him. He paid for it with his blood, his life, and life of his his family, his children, his infant. Only one person escaped. That is um, Abiathar. When I read this passage, honestly, I was like, "God, I don't understand." Like you covered David, you protected David. Yes, David was meant to be the king of. In, I fully understand that. You can have friends protected those that even helped him. We worked the whole town out of David. Why, why will we let that happen? And so I began to research and I pointed out about it and I said to go back to the scripture. And I went to 1 Samuel 2, verses 27 to 33. I won't read the whole part, I only read 33 because that's the meat of it. But I'll give a quick recap. So this is where Eli was still the priest in Israel. And Eli had two wicked sons, Hophni and Finas. Now, why were they wicked? God called them wicked because they treated the offering with contempt. And it made God very, angry. There are very few times that the word wicked, maybe not, not few times because with the Israel journey, God was angry with them so many times. But not too many times where God was very angry with people like this. At the same time, the two men also slept with the woman as well at the entrance of the tent. And, you know, they were causing their people to sin. So they are not only sinning, also causing God's people to sin against him. And that made God very angry. Now, bear in mind that this is the priest, you know, priestly heritage. So this is where you have the sons of isiacah And if you remember, when Jacob was doing the last ordinances, he first cursed them, but then because of their ways because of their hearts and their zeal for God, God turned that course around. And it says in verses 30 of 1 Samuel 2, it says that, Therefore the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promise that members of your family will minister before me forever. Now, this is what God was saying to them when he turned things around. And now, by the way, um, God sent a man of God to Eli to deliver this message to Eli after God had seen what the sons were doing and he needs to give his own word. Now, I continue to verses, um, verses 30. But now the Lord declares, Far be it for me. Those who honor me I will honor, but those who despise me will be disdained. The time is coming when I will cut short your strength and the strength of your priestly house, so that no one in it will reach old age. And you will see distress in my dwelling, Although good will be done to Israel, for no one in your family line will ever reach old age. Every one of you that I do not cut off from serving at my altar, I will spare only to destroy your sights and sap your strength. And all your descendants will die in the prime of life. And what happens to your two sons, Hophni and Phineas, will be a sign to you. They will both die on the same day. Let's just stop there. So you see, just so I can give the link. Amilek was son of Ahitob, right? Or well, Let me start from Eli. Eli was father of Hopni and Phineas. Phineas was father of Ahitob. Ahitob was the father of Amile. That's the link. So Amilek was a descendant of Eli. And so you see that, you know, when God um, made those words that time and caused them, Phineas and Hopni died on the same day two sons you know that seemed grave at that point in time but this time the entire knob died in one day god put to death 85 priests that like, what the effort 85 and then wiped out the entire knob before i read this other passage i was very i was like god why would you let this happen you just showed me that you know what happened to the whole entire nob was already going to happen it had nothing to do with Saul. So Saul kind of just um aligned to God's will and God's word for their lives full stop. When God said you'll be cut off at the prime of life, that's exactly what happened. So yes, yeah, Saul was angry, he was, but God used that anger, that fear, everything to align to the causes that was done three, four generations before that. Like in one day, he wiped out brothers, wiped out families, what all the priests of Noah. And by looking at it, it just shows how powerful words are. Yes, God's words transcend generations, but also to remind us that there are spiritual laws. They are spiritual. I mean to understand spiritual laws. I'm not quite sure if Amalek knew or if Amalek understood the cause that you know was given to his forefathers because of them being wicked. Because the way it happened was very surreal. But thank God that we serve a God that is merciful. And thank God we are living in the era of mercy, which means that God is so merciful and God will rather have mercy than judgment. God is so merciful. And so today, i say that be there any words that may have been spoken in anger by anybody or anything in that generation that led to patterns in one generation, we have the power, we have the authority, cancel and destroy those words. Yes, there are generational curses, but there are also generational blessings. In here, we see a curse. But we have the right, we have the power to cancel and cut off that curse from any generation afterwards. After us. And so, I would encourage you. Even me myself asking about it. Are there any friends you've seen? Maybe. Something happened to your grandmother. Something happened to your father. Those trends, they may not be so obvious. They won't be so glaring. But we need to ensure that whatever it is, if it's something that is not of God, it is evil, we need to cancel and destroy it. We need to cancel and destroy it so that they don't happen in future. Because think about it. If maybe um, Eli's sons or maybe Eli's sons' children, right, fought to break that course, kept planning with God to break that course, they would not have lost their whole generation in one day. The whole town wouldn't have. But then it happened because the cause was still hanging on. Let's take our time to really create this and cancel any cause. Rebuke it. We have the power. We have the authority to. We are in the era of mercy. And God will fight for us. God will fight for us. Yeah, today is a very, was a very tough um, a message I was like God what is this I'm like why did it happen but then when God made a class, like, it was not about Saul Saul was just enabling the words to come to pass it was not about him it was already spoken into the future so you know how I say God has gone to the end literally he has to the end of the movie he has watched it he's now back helping us walk because he knows exactly what's happening he knew Amalek would be killed when David went to meet him he knew everything was aligning to his will everything God help us God really help us. And I pray right now, if anybody is under any curse, any generational curses, whatever it is, right now, we cast them down. In Jesus' name, I pray, I Now you're giving us the authority in heaven and to cast down. And we rebuke it in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, man, Thank you, Father. And we still have praise the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. I pray that Lord you continue to help us and give us the strength. And lead us, and even show us where we need to really focus on our prayers on. May House the spiritual Lord wherever it is, Lord, help us in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, Amen. Thank you for listening to me today. God bless you. I love you. Bye.